Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Dude. Dude? Yeah. Why? Oh, it's just been a crazy, a crazy week. Why is that? Uh, I just made all these, I guess, a continuation. I got health insurance, so then I've been going to all these doctor's appointments and Mm -hmm. physical therapy and the scheduling. And then somehow I like fucked up my knee. Like the day before I had a knee appointment to check on my like bad knees. Yeah. It like got super tweaked. So what the bad knee got tweaked or the other, the good knee, the good knee, the good knee. How did that happen? I don't know. I I got new shoes for work, so I don't know if that's it. And then the new shoes are throwing me off. It's a, just felt like every single day there was something new shoes. Mm -hmm. And you think that might've contributed to your knee, but you're not sure. I don't know. Like, what happened to it? You bumped it or you didn't bump it or... No, nothing happens anytime I'm, like, getting up from kneeling down. I get, like, a shooting pain through my knee. And I'm just, like, I am on this mission to, like, take better care of myself. Oh, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Is there stuff moving into Virgo right now already, even though we're in Leo season? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. Wait. Yes. There is. Of course there is. We (laughs) We talked about that last week. Um, Mercury's in Virgo. Okay. Cause yeah. I'm just feeling this big push to take care of my body. Mm-hmm. And that's a very like Virgo thing, right? Is yes. like all of the food and the cleansing yes. and the... Pay attention to what you're putting into your body and how it's affecting your mind and pay attention to what you're putting into your mind and how it's affecting your body. Okay. I've just been feeling this big push to, you know, do more care for my physical vessel. Not so much food. Well, I guess food too. It's a part of it. Just fixing all my issues that I've been having for a long time. I'd like them to go away. Yeah. Good. (laughs) Good. I'm happy to hear this. So I'm just curious. So it's Mercury is in Virgo. So that's kind of like the conscious awareness of wanting Mm -hmm. to do these things. Mm -hmm. When it fully moves into Virgo, the sun, is that going to be a time where it feels more of like the the doing part of it? Yes. It's like energizing. Okay. It's energizing. So now you're like thinking about it. You're trying to put the plan together. Yeah. I'm pl- all and of the planning and scheduling yes, is making me like exactly a little overwhelmed, but I feel like it's, that's your happy spot <laughs> is being overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm joking, of course, but that seems to be your comfort zone. I know. Because you're always overwhelmed. Well, what were you saying to me? Like you were texting me earlier in the week and I forget what you were saying you were going to go do. But then I was like, how about you sleep? And you're like, yeah, okay, I probably should do that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just have like <laughs> two speeds. Either I'm just like comatose, vegetable, maybe just from doing too much and mm-hmm. or like depression coupled in there mm-hmm. or I'm just doing everything. So I feel like as soon as I run out of steam, there's just like nothing or mm-hmm. like I only have a couple, a good couple of days or a good day 
And so when I have that good day, I just want to squeeze it all in and take advantage of when I feel good. Mm-hmm. Like my house looked just insane from when I did that shoot. I had one day where I was like, okay, I have to get my shit together. And then, you know, I had to go back to work and then my house falls apart again. So yesterday I was going to do shit and I didn't. And I was just like, okay, this morning I have to get my shit together. I have like a couple of hours where I feel productive, mm-hmm. where it doesn't feel like pulling teeth to accomplish something. Or there has to be some sort of stress or pressure on me, or I just don't want to do it. Hmm. And while yeah. I'm doing it, it's not that I hate it. It's just like the getting started part. It's really annoying. I'm sure everyone talk like over diagnoses these things, but like, I'm sure I have ADHD because the, the level of procrastination hmm. in just trying to get something started is so, is so intense. It's not normal. Yeah. And looking back, I've done it my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can relate. I'm ADHD. Yeah. Oh, so I yeah, didn't there's know this. a yeah. So there is. I need that pressure. Yeah, I need the yeah, pressure. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So that's why I kind of like a bit of that. Yeah. When you have to squeeze everything in, I'm like, okay, that's when I do my best. <laughs> exactly. Because I, I have to. That's do how it. I always felt growing up. Was like, yeah, when the pressure's on, then I perform. When it's not on, then I yeah, I can't, can't do shit. Yeah, exactly. I need to feel that, oh my God, the paper's due tomorrow and I haven't even started writing it. <laughs> the, f- the first thing I think of is, is being like, I don't know, maybe in like fourth grade. Okay. Side note, my mom is an amazing artist. She could draw or like paint anything. She doesn't usually, but like all of a sudden it'll be Christmas and she'll just paint this elaborate scene from like the Grinch on the front window. And you're like, who why aren't you just an actual artist? It's so weird. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, the night before I have some big paper due as a kid. And of course she writes it for me Mm -hmm. and then she does the art. What? (laughs) So she just did the, uh, your homework. Yeah. But the art was like so good. I'm like, mom, (laughs) mom, they're gonna know. They're gonna know that I did not draw this. People are like, Oh, we got to get Ingrid in this special school. For elite artists and yeah. stuff, but right? For, for some reason, I just remember like having a meltdown and like crying. And she's like, okay, like we're going to do this. And we're going to do that. And we'll do the art for it. And yeah, my mom has saved me on many occasions. So did she turn in the, did you turn in the artwork that your mom drew? Yeah. I think I still have it somewhere. And, it's like, and these are what did they, how or, did they react? I don't recall. I just recall the panic and then the relief that I had something and then how hilarious it was that it was obviously like, I don't think anyone believed i did that how old were you i think it was like fourth grade oh wow yeah so it started Hmm. young Hmm. i have a a question for you do you it's kind of off topic but do you know any women that have a british accent irish maybe irish accent. you're not sure if it's irish or british no it's i Irish. You know it's Irish? Mm-hmm. Huh. Or my friend Jessica, her mom is is from England. She has Or an like accent. anyone that you've been working on on any of these shoots. Mm, I'd have to think on it or I could just ask some people. You could ask somebody if they had a, a British accent? Oh, if they have a person that has a British <laughs> accent. <laughs> or I mean, maybe somebody does. I'm sure that's a thing. I'm just asking because like one of my clients lives in the UK and he he was telling me that he ran into a friend who he grew up with, a woman who lives in LA. 
and she works on like commercials and stuff. And she goes to Moon Juice. Oh, Moon Juice, my favorite place on earth. I was just there. He's like, I was feeling like she might know Ingrid. So, I mean, it's possible, (laughs) probably more from the Moon Juice connection because that is like my friend Jessica just came to visit. She drove from San Diego and she like messaged me before she got here because she was at Moon Juice. Before she even arrives at my house, she stops to get us Moon Juice because she's obsessed. Wow. So, yeah. I've still never had a Moon Juice. Oh my God. Yeah. Scott, this is a tragedy. Where is this place again? It's written Silver Lake, okay. right near a, I can't remember anything. I'll have to look it up. I got to go. I feel yeah. like Gabriella would be like all about it. <laughs> she likes that, uh, that coffee, but it's not coffee. Yeah. Ra- Raz or Raz, oh, Raz yeah. or something. Yeah. What, yeah. Some kind of tea. She's gotten off of that now. But She's it's kind of like, that. it's kind of like that. They have like all these herbs and tinctures and mm. like mushrooms and shit that you put in your smoothie. Okay. It's like. I don't know. I don't know if it's a placebo or what, but it makes me feel amazing. All right. I'll have to look it up. Should we get into the week? Let's get into the week. Well, before we do, of course, let's do... Oh, I know what I wanted to say. I wanted to thank all of our listeners for liking us five stars and writing reviews and sponsoring the podcast. I mean, definitely have have seen that like the message was received when we were talking about that a few weeks ago, because we've gotten a lot of positive reviews and, and more ratings on the podcasts and a few more, uh, sponsors as well. So very, very grateful to you all for sponsoring the podcast, for reviewing the podcast, rating the podcast, sharing the podcast with your friends so grateful. So want to thank our sponsors, Larry, Deborah, Ross, Grace, Haley, Elizabeth, Clarissa, or Libby, I should say, Clarissa, Janine, Amaranth, Vincent. Oh, and Vincent, <laughs> that's the funny story. So Vincent, we've been thanking Vincent all these weeks. And uh, the woman who I just played who said she loves you and everything and wanted me to say hi to Ingrid. Uh, it's Michelle is Vincent's. It's her husband or something? Yeah, Vincent is her husband. <laughs> and I think like she's using his card or something. Oh my God, so, I love it. So he's, she's been playing this part of the podcast saying, you know, look, they're saying your name. So <laughs> he's like, okay, cool. Yay. Well, thank you, Michelle and Vincent. We yes, appreciate you exactly, both. exactly. <laughs> And thank you, Catherine, Stephanie, Kimberly, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Ross, Amber, and Valerie. We appreciate your support. Yeah, thank you all so much. Yes. It allows us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with all of you. So exactly. Buy us a cup of coffee. Ingrid's been drinking lots of coffee. No, I don't drink coffee, but buy me oh. treats because I need those. Actually, I need a new... Com- moon juice. You want a moon juice. You <gasps> oh, can buy, buy a moon juice. I need a moon juice. <laughs> I do. It's very important for my happiness. Yes. Or you can buy me a computer because I need a new one of those. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening with technology? My computer is overheating. It's like outdated and now we're doing... Well, if you haven't heard, we are now doing a video podcast complimentary to this one. It's just the same thing, but with video, mm-hmm. if you listen to Spotify, you can just view it there. Or if not, if you go in the show notes or Instagram, we have a YouTube. You can find us on there. Yes. Exciting. 
Very exciting. So Ingrid needs a new computer. I know. This, the video was fucking it up, dude. It takes so long to export something. I am just... Every time we do like some sort of upgrade, like the, the technology and the whole thing is just... Mm-hmm. It's an ordeal. Okay. Let's get Ingrid a new computer. That's yeah. priority number one. It is. Yes. All right. This is the week of August 8th. Through the 14th. Are you ready, Ingrid? I'm ready. Monday, August 8th, we're looking at the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality in Leo, the fixed fire sign symbolized by the lion, the king of the jungle, in the sign that it rules. The sun rules Leo, so the sun is in a position of power. And today it's aligning in a trine, which is a supportive aspect with Chiron, the wounded healer, the wound in the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram, Aries. So this is a day of, of great self-confidence. It's a day of really opening your heart, facing your fears your insecurities, and embracing your authenticity. Now, there's a second alignment that is happening at the same time, which is Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, in Cancer, the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab, opposing Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation, in The cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat Capricorn. So as you're stepping forward into your power, opening your heart, facing your fears, your insecurities, and embracing your authenticity, you may be in the midst of transforming how you relate to other people, transforming your relationships it's like, I'm, I'm not going to be a pushover anymore. This is who I am. I mean, these two, these two alignments seem like such a nice complimentary thing to be happening in the same day. You're healing the wound to your self-confidence. And there's like this healing energy from that cancer where it's nurturing your relationships that maybe it's uncomfortable to do things in a different way in your relationships, but you're going to be rewarded with having the courage from that Leo energy and healing the wound to our self-confidence. It will be a day of healing also and like personal growth. Yeah. Personal growth, healing. Yes. Yes. And in Chiron, this is one of those planets that's stuck that we've been talking about, uh, so for really, the last couple of weeks. So, so <laughs> what? Oh, so we're really working on healing that wound to our self-confidence right now. Yes. In this one specific area, if you're like, look in your astrological code, see what's at or near to 16 degrees in cardinal fire or air signs, cardinal signs, fire signs or air signs. If you have anything near to 16, you're getting hit with this wound to self-confidence in that specific area. Uh, Today is the day that uh, Neptune finally moves back from 25 to 24 degrees it's been at the same degree since may 18th 
So Neptune's finally moving, but Jupiter, Chiron, and Uranus are still stuck at the same degree. So how can you step into your position of authority, open your heart, and be authentic in your close personal relationships? That's Monday, August 8th. Tuesday, August 9th, we're looking at the moon, the planet of emotions in Capricorn, forming a trine, a supportive aspect with one of those planets that's stuck, that hasn't been moving, Uranus, the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected. It's been at 18 degrees since July 7th and is going to remain there until October 12th, conjunct with the North Node, the soul's purpose, and the karmic pathway of the soul at 18 degrees in the fixed earth sign of Taurus, symbolized by the bull. This is that conjunction we talked about last week, we talked about the week before with Mars there. Uh, We're getting a very clear look or an awakening of your self-worth, your value. Do your values reflect your self-worth? And now connecting to the moon, the planet of emotions in Capricorn. So what are you working to accomplish and achieve in a way that satisfies your emotions and reflects your self-worth? I think this is a good check-in. We just get on autopilot and we do the same things over and over. And just because we're doing something on repeat or as a routine doesn't necessarily mean it's fulfilling our values. And are, are we like valuing ourselves? Are we taking a look at what the things, all the things we're doing every day to get towards this goal, maybe this achievement? And does it even make sense? I think we, we had talked about this before, like the white picket fence. Mm. We're all kind of programmed to do the same type of thing. And is that really going to make us happy? Do we know who we are? And do we value what's important to us? Because we're all very different. What works for you is not going to work for me. I love food and I'm obsessed. I need treats. <laughs> Scott doesn't need treats. And that's not going to like do anything for him. He wants just astrology, everything. So it's like knowing those things about ourselves and making sure we are filling all the cups of the things that make us happy. You're bringing up a great point because that's what Uranus is. It's the planet of independence, the planet of individuality. So what makes your self-worth and what you value different from other people? Are you following, like you were saying, like, well, I guess I I want a house with a white picket fence because that's what society tells me I need to be happy. Like, no, maybe that's not your thing. Mm -hmm. So getting in touch with with your likes and dislikes, with what you value. I like this. This tastes good. This smells good. This looks good. This feels good. This sounds good. And these things don't sound good or feel good or look good or taste good. Or smell good. And I think it's it's so important. I My friend Jessica came to visit, and she's all about the food. Most of my closest friends, they're all about the food. Mm-hmm. Or the, the face products, the beauty thing, the smells, the like, you know, all of the, all of that Taurus energy, the Venus energy, like, 
we want to touch it. We want to smell it. We want to taste it. Mm -hmm. So she came to visit and we just ate everything. Mm. We ate all the stuff. It was amazing. (laughs) We went to Iki Ramen. We went to Moon Juice. We went to Kismet. So much good food. We made snacks here. And every time (laughs) I'm with these people, I'm reminded, I'm like, I need to schedule these things in because I'm not as good about planning and reaching out to do something with the people that I care about or making time for the things that fill me up. I'll just work myself to death because work is fulfilling, but then I forget about the other things that I really value and bring me joy and kind of rejuvenate me. So So that's connecting the work to the value. You know, it's like, what am I, what am I spending my time doing? What am I working on? Does this reflect does this reflect what I value? If not, then why am I spending so much time and why am I working so hard on whatever it is I'm working on? Yeah, just finding out what what really does fill us up, what brings us joy, what has value in our life and are we doing those things? Other person could care less about food or it's just not as important to them, then yeah, you know, go out to dinner once you know, once a month or once every two months. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'll just stay home and make my own food unless I'm doing something social usually, but I forget that it like brings me like a lot of happiness. Mm-hmm. And also the value thing where you said driving to get the to-go food, how much are you worth per hour? Like that makes no sense to drive 20 minutes, you know, one way and then have to drive home when you could have paid someone $4 to bring you food. <laughs> Oh my God, it's just ridiculous. And then, but the same thing is like, well, I can make myself lunch and then I can have dishes and then I can clean it up. And do I have enough time and energy in my day to do all the other things that I need to do for myself? But it's also about what you enjoy. Like if you enjoy getting in the car and going for a drive and that's fun for you, or you enjoy cooking and cleaning and those sorts of things, then, then you are valuing your time. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. So it all depends on who you are, your astrological code. And so that leads us to Wednesday, August 10th. Now we're looking at those same two key points, Uranus and the North Node in Taurus, and they're squaring off with the Sun in Leo. And so this is cutting to the core of who you are, what's in your heart. Maybe it's an uncomfortable realization that you weren't aligning with those things, you weren't doing the things you were supposed to do. It's like if you go out to dinner with somebody and you're like, what are you going to have? And you get whatever they ha- they get mm-hmm. because you just are following them. But you, you actually wanted something else on the menu. Your heart was telling you you wanted this one thing, but you just went along with what your friend is getting because you feel like they know better. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. what this, it's like, do, do your values reflect what's in your heart or are your values, if you're saying like, I want the white picket fence because that's what society says is I need a white picket fence, but that's not what's really in your heart. Then you're not truly valuing yourself. Yeah, it's so true. And you're not embracing that individuality, which is what Uranus is calling us to do in Taurus is finding your own financial independence, your own material independence. Maybe not looking externally for inspiration, or if you do, 
not just absorbing whatever you see first, like, oh, that person has something that I want. I'm going to do what they did to get there. Mm -hmm. Does that really work for me? If you're looking for inspiration, find something that really works for you. Maybe it's not the career you want or the thing you want, but you're like, oh, I like how this person's day is structured. They have freedom, they have flexibility, or they have structure and they have drive. What are the things that we see that we admire and do they work for how we function best? Like some people work best with more freedom. Some people work best with more structure. So like, what is it that makes you really feel good? So check into your heart and reflect with regards to your values. Do my values reflect what's in my heart? Part of me always thinks about going back to the restaurant. Like the club, you make money. I have flexibility. The flexibility is so huge for me. I keep entertaining like maybe I'll work at a restaurant like one or two days a week because I love food and I like it just fulfills me in some way. I like sharing good food with people. It would have to be the right restaurant. Like I went to the old chef I used to work for. I went to his restaurant. It was so beautiful. The food was really good. But I was like, no, I was reminded of all the things I don't want in my life. And also the structure. Like I like I do have a certain structure of when I go to work, when we record the podcast, stuff like this, but not having the flexibility to take time off, go for a trip, go see my family, just we don't we're mostly on time with each other, but we have flexibility. We're like, okay, maybe we'll do it at ten today or one next week. What works for you? We can work around the other things we wanna incorporate in our lives and most jobs. If you ever you know, if I go to the restaurant, that's not really an option. You can't just say at the last minute, you know can we do it in like two hours? I actually like want to go, you know, for a walk to clear my head or I'm feeling kind of tired. I'm going to make lunch first or it doesn't allow for us to have like the natural rhythm, which I just love. So I don't, I'm like, how can I, how am I ever going to leave the club? I just love the flexibility. (laughs) It's so nice. Well, once we're making enough money on the podcast and then (laughs) you have total flexibility. That's the goal. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But I mean, that's also what drives me to keep doing this. Because I'm like, I want that flexibility. Yes, that will give you more flexibility mm-hmm. than the club. True. But then you'll still have that fantasy of going back to the club. Well, it's instant cash, <laughs> just like the restaurant. It, like you, you, you're, you're insane to me. You are insane <laughs> to me. Like wanting to go back to the restaurant. That's just. <laughs> but I mean, to each their own. Like you're a Gemini rising, so like for you. It's all good. Like you, you like that conversation and that variety. You talk to this table, talk to that table. You like that multitasking sort of thing. Like me, I'm a Taurus rising. So it's just like bull in a, bull in a China shop. You know, like as soon as we get busy, it's just like, get the fuck out of my way. You know, it's like, (laughs) just like, I just, every time, like, you know, one of the hosts or hostesses or whatever, like I'm making a Caesar salad and they're coming over with a chit. It's like, are you kidding me? You're seating me again? Oh my God. I would hate working with you, Scott. <laughs> but yeah. It, yeah. That's I'm too intense. Fun. That's too funny. Yeah, intense. I, I'm like, no, don't take that shit. Throw it away. I don't want it. I've got five other tables over here. Everybody needs something. They need a bottle of wine. They need the check because they're going to the theater. These people are wondering where their food is because they're going to the theater. Well, and now I'm making a Caesar salad and you're just dropping another table in my lap? No. Yeah. Well, the theater days are awful, though. Like when everyone you're has the to leave You're the one that once. told me that you can't go to jazz night at LACMA 
because you're you have PTSD from working there. So, well, but jazz <laughs> so. night is once a week in the summer, and they only want like the best people working. You make a ton of money, but it's fucking horrible. Number one, guys, I don't really like jazz. It's so loud, and you can't talk to your tables. And then they sit there all day, and they're all getting wasted, and people are trying to bring in their three dollar wine to like the like, corkage fee. I'm like, bitch, this cheese plate is thirty dollars. You, why are you here with your $3 wine? Go away. It was just, I hated jazz night. It's just too loud for me. I don't like the loud music. I like my club because it's not loud as fuck. It's not like a party club. It's like a lounge. Like I can't do the loud really? music. Yeah. It's not loud. I mean, there's music, but it's not like crazy. You, okay. can, you can sit and talk to people, Huh? but like jazz night. No, I don't like the event type of stuff where everyone in the restaurant has to leave at the same time. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, exactly. I like working like the daytime. It's easy. I don't know. I feel like I just always had like mostly very lucky shifts where I was like, I'm getting paid for this. This is crazy. You know, bartending. I like making food for people. I like making drinks. It just feels fun and light and I get, you know, more money than most jobs. That's why I would never work on the weekends because it's just too crazy. Yeah. It's too busy. It's People are insane. And during the week, it's easier. Definitely things about the restaurant industry that I hated. But but you still have that fantasy. I know I do. My friends are always like, you're nuts. I'm you like, are. well, you also, but also those are the people that hated working at the restaurant. Like Crystal hates the restaurant. Her hatred of the restaurant is so aggressive. And when I first met her, I would have never been friends with her because she was kind of like you when it gets busy, like get the fuck out of my way. Also don't seat me to it. Like just, it's too much. It's too chaotic and it is very chaotic, but you know, I met, I think I talked to her when she came in on her day off and she invited me to go salsa dancing. And then she took me to her house and cooked for me. And then we had this amazing food date and I was like, okay, this bitch is awesome. But I mean, even us, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell because you were serving and I was bartending mostly. So we were like in different areas, Mm -hmm. but like I was kind of was always happy at the restaurant for some reason. Like I would thrive in that chaos. And so the people that weren't like in that happy nature, I would be like, Oh, I don't want to hang out with them. And then outside of work, I end up making friends with these same people who I now we, now we see each other like every fucking week. And we work yeah, really well together. Totally. But there's none of that chaos energy here. Well, there are things that I liked about working in the restaurant. And there are things I think everybody likes about working in the restaurant. But the restaurant, I don't think anybody really loves working in the restaurant. Everybody's trying to hustle to do something else. And the restaurant is a great place to work, to make money in a short amount of time. That's enough to like you know, pay your bills while you have time to do whatever else your yeah, hustle well, is. Well, that's what everyone thinks, but I'm like, most people are not going to make as much as they're going to make at the restaurant ever again in their life. I'm sorry, unless you're a lawyer or a doctor, most, I don't know, some restaurants you're not making that much, but I always worked at restaurants where you made a shit ton of money, dude. I'm like, you can't make that somewhere else. I can be a dental hygienist. I'm not going to make as much. All these specialized things that you go to school for and you have student loans, you're still not going to make as much as a fucking restaurant. You're not. And it's crazy. I'm like, but don't you want more? You know, a lot of people hate on it, but I'm like, but don't you want to make more money and have, you do have some flexibility in the restaurant because you can kind of make your own schedule in a way. Like most places it's nine to five. No, it's great. It's great flexibility and that sort of stuff. And, and you make great money in the amount of time that you're there, but you're not going to make as much as you're making at a lot of other jobs. Yeah. But 
you're making great money for the time that you're there. You know, you, you work for six hours and you make a couple hundred bucks. That's pretty good money, but it's not. I, I just always think it's so weird that most people think it's a transition job. I'm like, this couldn't totally be a life job because you make, you're making more money than you're going to make in another career. You are. No one else is working six hour days and taking off time, like taking time off. You can go for a vacation. But or it's you can... exhausting. Oh yeah, it is. That's the thing. Like you're going to be 80 years old, 70 years old, working at a restaurant, like mm-hmm. carrying a tray and like hustling from table to table. That It's hard. It's exhausting work. You know, your body gets tired. <sighs> I'm it, Now I just think about the club. I'm like, how long can I do this for? How sustainable at is it? At least another 25 years. <sighs> that's terrible. I mean, that's too yeah. much. But like, I need you to be fifty years old, working in the strip club. I might just one day a week because it's good money. <laughs> okay, the person who makes the most money at the club, bitch, is like sixty-five years old. Amazing. No, I'm like, what are you? How is this real? I'm like, she's you, fulfilling some like mommy fantasies oh or something. God. Well, most of her clients are older. She's been there for like thirty years or something. Uh-huh. Wow. But like, she's booked out the whole day. I'm like, she's making like thousands of dollars a day. Amazing. I'm like, do you have like well, nine houses? Well, that's better ho- than the restaurant. Yeah. Well, I'm like, do you have like <laughs> nine houses? Like what is happening here? Yeah. <sighs> I definitely don't want to be there when I'm 65 years old. That's too much for me. Are you ready for Thursday, Ingrid? I'm ready. There's a lot happening here. Thursday, August 11th. There's a lot happening here. Well, we just have all the elements, which is interesting. We got all the elements. We got some fire. We got some air, some water, some earth. Let's see. Let's go from bottom to top. Let's build to the crescendo here. So first we're looking at Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, transiting through Taurus and forming a sextile, a very positive, supportive alignment with Neptune, the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition in Pisces, the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish Pisces and ruled by Neptune. So Neptune's in the sign that it rules. Mars moving, transiting through Taurus, driving you towards your values to establish and secure what it is you value in the material realm and aligning with Neptune, the planet of dreams. This is the moment where Ingrid goes back to the restaurant because she values it so much. And it is her dream to be a 95 year old server. Well, maybe I'm just supposed to eat at the restaurant. (laughs) Maybe that's it. Yeah. So it's, this is definitely a positive aspect in terms of bringing your dreams into reality. Okay, so we've been doing that work of getting in touch with what we value within ourselves. Now we're driving towards securing what we value and we're connecting it to our unconscious, manifesting manifesting our dreams into reality at the same time that this is happening venus lady luck the goddess of love and beauty the planet of relationships transits into leo 
So it's time to follow your heart in terms of relationships. Open your heart to your lovers, your friends, your business partners. Have fun. Have fun with your partner. (laughs) Enjoy life with your friends, the ones that you're closest to. Share warmth and shine your light in your close personal relationships. Now, the flip side, there could be feelings of egotism and a sort of me-me-first attitude in relationship. But on the lighter side, what we want to do is give generously to those that we're in relationship with and share our heart with them. The last time Venus was in Leo was June 26th to July 21st, 2021. This year, it's August 11th to September 4th. So think back to those dates, June 26th to July 21st, 2021, for clues on what could be in store for you this time around with regards to relationships. If you're somebody with key astrological points or planets in Taurus or Scorpio, there could be some bumps in the road. Pay attention to the tension. Open your heart. Show your heart. Express what is on your heart with those that you care about the most. Now, at the same time that this alignment is happening, there's the sun in Leo opposing the moon in Aquarius, meaning the full moon in Aquarius. It's 6.35 p.m. Pacific time, 9.35 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be the full moon in Aquarius. So this is a release. And this is also a good time for me to promote my moon cycle classes. If you'd like to know the coming moon cycle and how it will be affecting you directly, I encourage you to enroll in my moon cycle classes, which are available for enrollment at theweeklytransit.com. So the new moon is the inhale, the full moon is the exhale. Scott helps you set intentions in the new moon, and then you reap the benefits, kind of a check-in for the full moon. So each set of classes is a new moon and full moon together. So there's two classes Yes, it's one for the new moon, one for the full moon. You enroll for both. It's one price for the class of for two classes. Two classes for the price of one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the exhale from the f- new moon in Leo. The new moon in Leo which occurred on July 28th. So, the new moon in Leo was about setting your intentions to open your heart to Embrace your joy, to have fun, to be playful, to allow the spotlight to find you, to shine your light, to share your warmth, to play games, to be creative. Now that you've set that intention and we're given that extra boost with Venus moving into Leo, now it's time to really do all all those things. things. Yeah. Yeah, shine your light, share your warmth, show everyone what you've been working on. Put on a performance in the community. (laughs) Give back to the group, the club, the organization, the social network or cause that you are a part of. Share with them your creativity and invite them to share their creativity and their sense of play and fun with you. Does the group that you're a part of lift you up and 
Is your audience supportive? Are you supportive of those who are on the stage around you? I love that idea of the the support from the community because sometimes it's I've had like a hard time grasping what community means until maybe the last year, Mm -hmm. but that's a very tangible thing to do to be able to support others and to recognize if people, if the people in your life are supporting you. Yes. Gassing you up. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Are they fueling your fire? Mm -hmm. Air fuels fire. Fire raises the air. So that's what this full moon is about. Hopefully it is a positive release for you and hopefully it lifts you through the rest of this lunar cycle. Friday, August 12th. And if you're looking, if you're watching the video, the slides that are coming up on top of the video of the alignments that Scott draws, if you get the basics of astrology, the book that Scott wrote, you can go to the website and get it. There is a downloadable ebook or our printed version is pending. Hopefully by the time you watch this podcast, it will be out and you can get a book of your own, but it's a guide to all the symbols and the signs that make up the language of astrology. So if you want to learn more, it was a game changer for me and I feel really excited about it. So hopefully we have that book out this week. Awesome. I just checked yesterday and it wasn't quite, it said pending still, but since 72 hours, so should be any minute. Awesome. I'm excited. I know. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) So Friday, August 12th, the moon continues on through Aquarius and it squares off with Mars and Taurus. So this is the planet of, well, the God of war squaring off with the planet of emotions. So we've had that big release yesterday and maybe there's kind of a bumpy landing at the end of this release where You're starting to realize that your values are not necessarily in accordance with the group club or organization that you're a part of. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're realizing that you're different and it's Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So how do you hold your ground? Because it's important for the group to understand that in order for the group, well, any, any group or organization, their strength lies in their diversity. If everybody is doing the same or is the same, then it's like, I think of that, like that movie oceans 11 or oceans eight or whatever, you know, it's like (laughs) you got whatever the, yeah, exactly. I don't know what's, what it is, but the ocean, something it's like each, each character has like a specific role that they play that, that no other character in the role can, in in the film can play. I and, mean, if it was two of me on this podcast, no one would ever know what's happening because I'm just, you know, I see something <laughs> shiny and then we're on to the next topic and no one would be learning about astrology. <laughs> exactly. Well, and you help me because otherwise I would just be rambling on <laughs> and people would be so confused by what I'm saying. The podcast so. <laughs> would be nine hours of him explaining the moon. Exactly. It's the Taurus rising. So, uh, but when you think of that, like, like that oceans movie, if, if you have, if you're robbing a Las Vegas casino, you need multiple people that have different skills. If they all have the same skill set, everyone, then everyone something, can't be like the getaway driver. Exactly. 
What about the person who like opens the safe? We need the person them. That opens the safe. The person that knows like all the the electronic stuff, like surveillance, and can crack into any sort of security situation. Yeah, you we. Know, there's the one guy who like can fit through the small holes or whatever. <laughs> the contortionist, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what this is about. It's about look, we have different values, but we both want the same thing. We may think that we need to go about it differently, but I'm not going to get into the safe without you, and you're not going to get into the safe without me. And I'm sure in that movie, I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm sure there's some disagreements between those guys mm-hmm. where they're like, they think they need to do One person thinks they need to do it one way. Another person thinks it's the opposite way and they have to fight through it. So that's what this frequency is. So hold your ground in your community or the group context that you're a part of well, and embrace your values. Also, Aquarius is like the innovator. So it's like the first person to invent something. Mm -hmm. So the first person to do things in a different way, people are going to be like, you're fucking dumb. Zoom. I'm sure people are like, why do we need Zoom? Is it really that important? We have like FaceTime or whatever. I went to a, uh, my college fraternity dinner and there was this guy there who works at a bank in Silicon Valley. And I think it's Silicon Valley bank. And he said that he had the people from YouTube pitch him the idea of YouTube and he was like why do people need YouTube there's TV <laughs> he's <Fuck>. like <laughs> Fuck. so there you have it right yeah. I mean but you- the person that invented it was like people are gonna need this I know it's different but like I'm telling you there's something here <laughs> there's something here yes but in the beginning it sounds crazy Because it's like, wait, so people are going to put shows on the computer? Like, there's already TV. Why is that going to... It's like, okay. so Hold your ground. Yes. Keep doing your thing. Do it different. Embrace your crazy idea. Mm -hmm. And the other people will come along in due time. Moving on to Saturday, August 13th. The moon continues on into Pisces. So it's bringing that emotional sensitivity to the most compassionate sign. And it's aligning with those two points that are still conjunct in Taurus, Uranus, the planet of revolution, innovation, independence, and the unexpected in the soul's purpose, the karmic pathway of the soul. So this, again, is like another opportunity like the other day on the day of the full moon when Mars was forming a sextile with Neptune. Mars and Taurus and Neptune and Pisces. This is again another Taurus Pisces connection, which is helping you bring your dreams into reality. Your innovative, crazy, outside the box, but genius idea. It's crazy now, but once it comes into reality, it becomes genius because everyone's like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, this person's actually a genius. <laughs> this is about bringing that into reality, it's about checking in to yourself. And maybe thinking about, am I calling myself crazy? Am I saying like, you're dumb? This is such a dumb idea. Nobody understands. So it must be dumb. I'm an idiot. I've always thought that I have a good idea and and it never works out. I'm just a loser. You got to change that thought. You've got to show yourself compassion. 
Well, I'm thinking that might have been happening yesterday where it's uncomfortable to hold your ground and you're like, oh, fuck, nobody's getting my idea. They think mm-hmm. I'm crazy. But then today I'm thinking that the the moon in Pisces energy is like soothing and healing that where you're like, you know what? Maybe they don't agree with me, but I'm going to trust myself. I value myself and it's going to heal that part of me. I know that I'm different, but that's okay. Yes. And to follow through with your, your ingenious idea. Yes. Yes. Showing yourself compassion. They may not understand me, but that's okay. I can still do my work. It's really hard being in that space of feeling like nobody is getting you. Mm-hmm. But like you said, that's okay. Not everyone has to get us. And we will go through those periods where we feel like no one is understanding what we're trying to put out there. But once you put it out there, people will start to gravitate towards it. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's a good idea. I don't know. Maybe they fucking won't. Well, if but it's... like, if it's a, something that you're passionate about, you're going to find your community that does support you. If it's something that lights up your heart. Like for me with astrology, that I was like, oh my God, this is a thing. And I started telling all these people and they're like, oh God, Scott is crazy. Scott <laughs> was already crazy. And now like, do, do we need to get Scott professional help? I literally had a friend from college say that to me, Aww. like in an email chain. They're like, you are know? you okay? Yeah. Like, are you okay? Do we need to get you professional help? Cause and, you're just obsessed with astrology. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's like people already thought I was crazy even before the astrology and like the astrology just made me even crazier. And so, and then showing up to work and like wanting everybody's daytime and place and all that sort of stuff. And then, I mean, that's what brought us together. Exactly. Exactly. So you'll find your community. If you are passionate about it, it will, it will like come together for you, but you have to push through the, the discomfort. Someone was telling Scott, you need professional help mm-hmm. <laughs> and now look at you yeah i mean i i just knew that it made sense to me and i was enjoying it i was having fun that's that leo energy having fun it was opening my heart mm. my heart was very closed for a long time i was very frustrated very jaded and this was changing that within me and so i was like yeah okay people think i'm crazy and then now those same people are like asking me about astrology. So, <laughs> so whatever that is for you, maybe it's astrology, maybe it's something else. If it lights you up and makes you feel good and you're having fun doing it. Who fucking cares? Exactly. And so that leads us to Sunday, August 14th. And this isn't a great, great alignment, a great two alignments to, to hammer home this point where we've got the sun in Leo opposing Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn's the planet of work and responsibility, achievement, authority, the planetary ruler of Aquarius. This is that day where we're looking into our heart and we're like, okay, this is what's in my heart, but I have to do the work. Are you willing to do the work? Yes, I'm willing to do the work. I'm going to commit to doing the work. I'm going to find the group that that is going to support me. And I'm going to find them by by doing the work within my heart, doing the work to open my heart, to be bold in my expression, like the lion. And then we've got Mars in Taurus, Forming a trine, a supportive aspect with Pluto and Capricorn. So transforming how we act. 
how we move forward to establish and secure what we value and what we need to transform within ourselves in order to truly accomplish and achieve our goals. It's like we're recalibrating our heart and in order to use that energy, we must use that energy to shift our reality. These alignments at the end of this week are shifting our reality, shifting our reality, invigorating our heart and giving us the courage to change our reality. We're actually doing things in a different way now and seeing like the results of it. Yes. Because we could talk, we can think and like dream up all of these things that we want to change or how we want to be different, but this is actually doing the work that earth energy, mm-hmm. Taurus, Capricorn, it's about consistency and it's about like taking the little steps you need to actually get there. So yeah, doing it. Mapping out that plan, following through with the plan. That's the hardest and, part. Exactly. <laughs> or I mean, for some people, maybe that's the easiest part. But for me personally, sometimes that feels like the hardest part. I can make the plan. I can dream it up at the, the follow through, mm-hmm. the work, the Taurus, the Capricorn of sticking it through till the end is. And that's what I really love about these closing two alignments for the week, because you've got the sun, which is like giving you that vitality to do the work. It's giving you the energy to do the work. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I'll take that extra boost. Yes. All right, shall we do some questions? Yes. Okay. We have Jamie. Jamie says they love when we discuss people's niche characteristics surrounding astrology. What placement or transits could this be when you feel claustrophobic or rebellious against the habits that you actually like or that are good for you? That I, I mean, that I can really relate to. I'm like, oh, I know I feel good when I drink enough water, when I follow through with my plans. Oh, and then, when but I, then you rebel against that. Yeah, but that. then I don't do the things that I know actually make me feel good. And while I'm doing them, I, act, I do enjoy them. It's just like this weird resistance. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I could guess there's, but it's hard for me to really say. I, I would say that... You know, where is Uranus in your chart? That's the the planet of rebellion. And I'm trying to think, where is that? In my chart? In Ingrid's chart. I'm trying to remember here. Let me look it up real quick. You would really need somebody's whole chart to be able to tell specifically. I mean, I can always speculate. Okay. But. We can look at Yeah. Mine. I mean, yeah. Well, your Uranus is in. The seventh house in Sagittarius is connecting to Jupiter and Chiron. And yeah, so yeah. But the restrictive quality, so that is Saturn. So the rebellious is Uranus, the restrictive is Saturn. So like your Saturn is in the sixth house which is the house of daily routine, health, diet, job. So this is a hard area for you. It is. This is a challenging area for you. This is the area where you have to work. I do have to work at it. And it's so weird because when I'm doing it, I'm like, damn, I like this. This is good for me. But if once I fall out of it, I'm like, oh my God, how am I supposed to implement these like structure? Well, that's it. You have to 
have the structure and Saturn is about structure. It's about doing work. If you don't do the work, you get punished. If you do do the work, you get rewarded. So it's true. <laughs> it's true. So I would look to see where Saturn is and I would look to see where Uranus is. You know, when I think of restrictions too, I think of like earth signs can be restrictive. Uh, so maybe there's a lot of earth in the chart, you know, and the rebellious nature is Aquarius. So maybe that has something to do with it, but I don't know. It's, yeah, it's tough to say. I'd have to see the chart. And then we have a few more questions on here, but they're all very specific to basically getting a personal reading. So mm. if you have some stuff that you're talking about alignments and houses, and once you get there, it starts getting more specific, then I would contact Scott for a reading. Even if you don't have the money for a whole reading, he even does 15 minute ones. So you can always get some sort of information or sign up for the new moon, full moon classes. You get a lot of personal time in there and you could probably ask some questions like this there. Someone has, how would you describe Aries moon in the eighth house? Someone else has, they have some Sag placements. They've been having a tough year for healing, becoming themselves. Yeah, I just feel like those, in order for me to do it justice, I have to spend more time than I'm going to answer in a, you know, two minute response on the podcast. So yeah, Scott likes to go deep. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next week, Scott. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the weekly transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon, full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The weekly transit, 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 transit.